Welcome to the 551 Podcast. My name is Wes Burdine, joined as always by Rodrigo Sanchez-Javaria, Mark Fangmeyer, and Corey Schreppel. Corey, you are keeping St. Paul Bongonkule, and um, mm-hmm. you're also headed to Ingerland this week. Yeah, so I will not be waking up in the middle of the night next week to join the panel. But yeah, we are, it's my birthday when today, when this gets released, mm-hmm. um, congratulations, my, happy birthday! Thank you, thank you. Um, my doctor for my thirty seventh birthday, my doctor um, prescribed me Prilosec on top of my arthritis meds, so it's all coming up, Millhouse. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, we are we are going to uh, the UK for my birthday. Going to go see Liverpool Spurs on Sunday or Saturday. And uh, so, and then go up to Scotland for two days and then come home. Are you going to fill yourself with meat pies? That's, uh, that's yeah, actually, what the Prilosec uh, is for. I follow, so that's actually <laughs> what the Prilosec is for. Um, I follow a cyclist, jazz bassist, uh, photographer friend on Instagram who lives in and around Merseyside. And he said, you have to get a chip barm with gravy. And I said, I have no idea what Mm-mm. that is. And I looked it up, and it's basically a French fry sandwich just, like, covered in brown gravy. And I said, yeah, I'll put that on Footy Scram. Sounds like, sounds like poutine. It, know, it's basically a poutine bread. sandwich. Yeah. yeah, but, like, like all English food, it's like, oh, that's like this good thing, but shit. Yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be the entire thing. <laughs> Except for kebabs. They get, yeah. You can get some great kebabs in London. So I'll, I'll give yeah. you that. It's like fish and chips. Someone was recently asking me about um, – uh, some country. I think we were talking about country. I was like, oh yeah, I visited there. And um, they asked me about the food and I was like, well, most of my travel, actually almost all of my travel, I've been really poor. And um, so all I ever ate is kebabs. So like, you know, like when I was, oh, it was, we were talking about Athens. I was like, Athens. Yep. I definitely had three different kinds of kebabs there and they were all very good. So um, I can give you lots of, I think actually in my uh, travel journals, I wrote down and rated all of the different cities, kebabs, uh, and and I've got many opinions on those. They're about 15 years out of date, but, you know, it's that's cool. It's like getting a travel journal from, like, pre-Soviet, uh, before the fall of the, uh, the Soviets. It's like it's like a Rick Steves first edition. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. It's totally, it's timeless, man. All right, let's talk about some real things here. Um, let's go with the good, the bad, and the weird. The good, UEFA banned Russia from hosting the Euros in 2028 and 2032. They also kicked the uh, Russian women out of the uh, Euros next summer and put in the Portuguese, who the Russians had beaten. So go Portuguese. Um, when is the Euros this summer? I think it's. I think the it's like Jan, June. I think, it, I think it's June, like lid uh, second week of June. Yeah, right. Usually the the standard tournament time. Great. Um, the other good news, uh, or some some news, is that Miami assu- uh, approved their stadium lease. It's really good. Because I just love everyone getting a stadium before NYCFC. That that's <laughs> that just gives me joy. Um, 
Kansas City Current are going to have a stadium before NYCFC. Um, Angel City had their first, it was the first uh, NWSL games of the season. So Angel City had their first home game at Bank of California Stadium, sold it out, 22,000 people. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, a couple of the other games uh, had really good attendance as well. And I am now blank. I think it was the Thorns and was it the Dash who had 10,000 people? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I think it was a Dash. Yeah, which was great to see. Um, It was also very good to see, special Minnesota Aurora plug, is that uh, you can buy tickets for the home opener on May 26th. And um, at this rate, I think uh, it will be, I know it will be, we've already sold more than a couple of those games uh, in the NWSL, um, which is a great thing. And, uh, And, you know... I definitely want to sell that one out. So uh, Nashville also opened their stadium, which looks like a big Lego box. Um, Emil and I actually made um, block stadiums this week, and it remarkably looked like the uh, Nashville stadium. But it fits 30,000 people, largest largest uh, soccer-specific stadium. you got to think that they're, that they're like posturing for World Cup 2026 for like group stage stuff, right? I think so. Enough. I think they're still going to do everything in football stadiums. Yeah, no, it has to be yeah. at least over like what, yeah, forty-five thousand, I think. Yeah, yeah. Scott is a yeah, that, 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 I heard that. I heard that Philadelphia is going to be is like now in the running for maybe even a semifinal. So it's going to be great when uh, we start greasing the poles and somebody yes. gets into a fight with a horse after the game. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Can't wait for England to play in Philadelphia in the oh, semifinals. God. God, that would be great. Just the the it'll be like that. Uh, just the horse punchers coming together. What if it? What if it's like a U.S. versus England semifinal in Philadelphia, and then wow. we just release eagles? Can Can you imagine? Oh yeah, but also imagine if Italy had gotten into the World Cup and you had Italy versus England in Philadelphia. Just absolute oh my god. Oh my god. Mayhem. Oh. Uh, yeah. So Seattle uh speaking of mayhem, Seattle plays Pumas in the second leg of the CCL final. Um the, so this is it. Uh Wednesday at 9 p.m. Central Time. I am going to be staying up. This is my second late game of the week. I'm gonna be staying up and watching it over at the Blackheart. Um Seattle was down two nothing and then came back with some uh with with two Ladero penalties. Oh my god, it was so glorious. This, yeah. this whole game was like this whole game was glorious. Was the fact cute. the weather was horrible, but then the fact that Ladero was uh, and the goalkeeper were talking trash to each other the whole time. I I, I totally like we, we needed someone to be reading lips and the broadcast because there's a bunch of tu madres that were going back and forth. Um, they were talking about their mothers throughout the whole thing, and it was and it was great. It's great. It's just really disrespectful. Yes, Do you think they had nice things to say about each other's mothers? Yeah. Um, I don't know. She seems very loving. You're you're a lucky person. Yeah, yeah. I, Nico Nico was raised right. He's got a great mother. Right. Um, yeah. So but, I'm I'm excited about this. I can't tell. Are we cheering for Seattle? Because I'm definitely not in the MLS. Um, I'm cheering for MLS thing here. I do have Seattle friends, so I kind of want to see them happy. But I also don't. Yeah. I, I mean, think, we're divided. If, because we like Marshawn Lynch, some of us do. That's so. the whole thing. Like, it, I was going to ask the question: like, if someone's injured, can they just sign Marshawn to a one-day contract and put him in as the six? <laughs> How long do you think or, he lasts before uh, before he gets a red card? Oh, like first tackle. He's just like, what do you mean? Straight he stands up. He just goes in with his shoulder. <laughs> Right, yeah, that, like, it was perfect. shoulder to shoulder. He actually mm-hmm. shows up in his Seahawks uniform <laughs> with helmet and everything. He's like, what? Uh, yeah. Um, no, I, I love to have him as the commentary on the, in in the booth with whoever it is. It's just just bleeping it out the whole time. Yeah, he's like he's like a he's the Clint Dempsey we all deserve. Yeah. Um, let's go to some bad or is this good? I don't know. Ben Olsen is out with the Washington Spirit. Uh, Michelle Kang wanted to bring in her own president and uh, and have Olsen oversee soccer operations. But Corey, Corey or Mark, do you have yeah? Do you have more? I mean, context. It, it sounds like from a lot of the reports, it was he was building like a pretty good thing internally in terms of like soccer operations and all the other stuff. But he just happened to hit at a very tumultuous time. But Michelle Kang wanted to have her own president there and have him just oversee soccer operations, which is still a big job in and of itself. Um, 
but he still wanted to remain president, so he resigned. So it doesn't sound like it's a terribly um, like there's not. I'm mean, I'm sure there's not good blood, but I don't think it's a, a t- like a, a an out and out firing. I think it was just they wanted different things, and um, like any healthy pair of adults who realize the relationship is over, they move on. Conscious uncoupling is that what? What's the Gwyneth Paltrow? Oh, I don't, I don't know, but Gwyneth Paltrow did sing that one song with Huey Lewis. Hmm. Okay, I d- don't know what that it's, means. It's a good one. I'll send, I'll send it later. The weird is just this last with Christian Pulisic's dad sent out a tweet. I didn't realize his dad tweets, but um, he said the sad thing is he loves his club, his teammates in London, puts his heart and soul into being a pro. Onward and upwards, my boy. Six, big six months ahead. I don't know what it, that means. But. I don't know. I mean, it, it kind of was all over, all over the space after Chelsea what lost against Everton. And oh, so it was, fantastic! Another yeah. another uh, oh, like masterclass from Frank Lampard. Twenty percent possession, just a smash and grab. Just uh, um, uh, who's the keeper? Um, Macaulay Culkin, Pickford, Jordan yeah. Pickford, uh, Scott Sterling, who just gets just smashed in the face at the save of the week. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, let's take a break. We will come back and we'll talk Minnesota United. Back on the 55-1 podcast, let's, uh, let's start with a little bit of Minnesota tangent, tangential news, which is that uh, former loon Miguel Ibarra was named USL 1 Player of the Week. He had an assist, and uh, he had a great pass rating, apparently. I was kind of, I looked up the highlights from this one, and the assist was good, but it was kind of a looping cross. Let's talk about this game, because Minnesota United went to LAFC. They lost two to nothing, but for the first 55 minutes, 60 minutes, it was a good game. The first half was a really fun nil-nil. Both teams were going at it. Minnesota was just running at them, and it was very obvious that they were going to run out of steam because they were really just hounding and pressing, doing a really good job of it because LAFC had some chances. Dane, you know, made a couple saves in the first half, but most of them were from distance. And at the end of the first half, uh, Ray sent a chip over the defense, and Lud, who was doing the false nine job, um, kind of did some weaving and got a shot off. I think he probably could have found Bungal Kule, but didn't. So let's start this with that with that fitness question because um, we quite obviously ran out of gas and there were potential different ways that you could handle that to kind of keep uh, things going. The way that Adrian Heath did it was that in the... Was it 60, when did we make those changes? 65th minute, um, Frank Payne came on for Bongi and um, Luisa Maria came on for Dunladi. And to me, taking out two of the younger players who have legs, now granted Dunladi has often injured legs, um, and bringing on kind of some older players, uh, I can see the reasoning for that, but there's also some fullbacks who are who are not looking fit and potentially a midfield that was going to get overrun. So I don't know, that's a long introduction to, to ask your opinions about how we could have handled this this plan of really trying to hound LAFC. I mean, it seemed like there wasn't a plan for how to continue it. Like the plan was to just go for as long as they could and then switch to like, you know, the typical possession. But when doing so, you already have your fullbacks pretty tired and I don't know, it, to me, it didn't seem like like the plan was to go to plan A since we started with plan B and there was nothing left in the tank. And that's when LAFC like smelt blood in the water. It's like, we're just going to attack, attack, attack. And I don't know. That's, that's what I saw. I just saw like a lack of tactics uh, in that move and that there wasn't a plan to keep that sustained uh, press going for more than like, you know, 50, 60 minutes. I think from a get go when we when we all realized or it was announced who was going to be studied and conversations were going to see of was was that we knew that the only way to contain or to slow down LAFC was to press them and not let them um, 
get their offense going. And by doing so, like, you know, you, you are putting your eggs in a basket that you need to score within the first first half, right? You need to be able, you're pressing in order to be able to get a result, which is to get a goal or two. And then, you know, you can you can try to revert back to whatever else you wanted to go, be more defensively, put in a 4-2-3-1 again. But um, the issue is, is, is that LAFC is so also so good at the counter pressing that it was just literally like a, a battle in the midfield trying to figure out who was going to get. And I think one of the the issues that I that I saw was that um that um Dunlady um his, his lack of awareness of where to cover on the field became an outlet for the fullback on that side, which is Palacios to start taking care of um that side and, and overrunning it so it was obviously the weaker side with with o'neill fisher who I, I thought did an okay job for for most of the game um and Dunlady over there um let me ask about Dunlady then because he's a player that i saw people singling out for criticism i don't i, I don't think i saw too much from him either way so maybe i missed something did did i miss something was he really bad i think he was he was almost invisible for most of the match. I mean, Palacios had him in his pocket, um, and then he was just totally creaming him with 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 his runs down uh, their left side. And so it's like, you know, he had one great defensive tackle that led to a counter that could have turned into something. Um, he was involved with... Um, he made another cross, but he he was involved I, with our best moment, which was yeah. the the forty eight minute exactly um, uh, chance when um, Ray has this great like weird scissor kick pass to to Spring Dunlady who crosses it. Bongi then uh, dummies, dummies the ball beautifully. And Lud skies it. Um, I, Lud scores that that goal nine times out of ten. Um, pretty unfortunate I mean, he didn't get it, but I mean the Dunlady thing. It's like we know he doesn't track back to defend. Yep. We know that, you know, he's he's meant to stay high and be part of a counter. Um, so what does that mean for the rest of the midfield? I don't know, but was he was he bad? I mean, sure. But was he he wasn't particularly useful in attack. So I don't I mean, we know he doesn't defend and he was a part of our best chance on goal, but was he getting served service the right way? I don't know. I, I think one of the issues that I saw is that um, because we knew that Dunlady is better going forward and baiting attacking and perhaps pressing into that aspect of it, he's not very good at tracking back. So then perhaps you you could have put someone behind him from the midfield, maybe an Ariaga, and have them commit to that area to be able to slow down the attacks that um, LAFC eventually found going down whatever Dunlady's side was he was on because it became apparent that that was what their strategy was. And I think if you are going to to go all out, in which we did for the first 50, 60 minutes, if you want to call it, that um, you need to be able to have instructions and backups, especially if someone wasn't um, communicating that. And this is the first time, well, I don't know if it was the first time, but Rosales was also, um, you know, this is this duo, the Endure Endure was the first time that we, we had a big um, opponent in a sense of like a midfielder that was very well known and, and could be doing. I mean, Kellen Acosta was doing the things that he needs to be doing. Um, and it just, um, Elio Sanchez was 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 amazing. I mean, he had Ray on his pocket the whole game, the majority of the game. So that was one of those things that was that. But yeah, I mean, I think you you should plan for that, right? And and if you see that something's not working, then you should shift it towards that, right? That should be some of the leadership that comes from where your captain would be in order to see that. And unfortunately, Will Trap was out because of uh, of yellow cards. So yeah, I'm not sure who could have started there on the right side instead of uh of Dunlady. once you kind of move Lud up there you could put uh Nico Hansen certainly out there you could have started um Frank Payne and then put Bongi on the right since Bongi is kind of the most mobile of all of those guys um in terms of his positioning but 
You also could have put Ray out on the right. Um, is a suggestion, but but you which you saw in previous matches when you know we made a couple of attacking subs and we were going for it. Ray kind of shifted out to the right, or at least was swapping, you know, yeah. the right and the center with you know Unu or whoever else was in. Yeah, and so talking about that center and talking about the um, Kermagird and Rosales uh, combination, I thought Ariaga stood out as being, yet again, really good. I'm, like, amazed. At his his legs are really long. He's like a, a beautiful giraffe out there. Just, just... It's like a Honduran gazelle. Yeah, exactly. A gazelle, I guess. It's, but gazelle legs aren't that long. He just—he's like a extremely. He's like a long-legged gazelle. They, like a like a, a giraffe gazelle, a a giraffe. It's like a it's like what's a minotaur, but it's upward. It's giraffe. It's yeah, a it's exactly. a gazelle in the lower half. It's yeah. Giraffe. It's... Um, uh, I, I think, I think Ariaga and Rosales are both attacking-minded. Um, I think Rodrigo, you had some really good points about this. I'll let you you talk about it, but. At the first half, like the game seemed to be passing Rosales by, like it was either moving too fast or it was too quick uh, or too physical. Um, and certainly within Ariaga's wheelhouse, I don't think he had any major issues with it. But I think Rosales didn't know what his role was supposed to be. And I don't know, Rodrigo, you said what it was like. He was he was trying to be the guy taking taking the um, the balls in the back line and getting right. it forward. Yeah, I mean, like we've seen it um, uh, when when traps out there. Usually, trap has been the person that takes the passes from the center backs and try to distribute the ball. As of lately, um, Ariaga's kind of taking that role, right? So, so trap can be up higher and be that that player that connects passes. But in 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 this role, Rosales started doing it at the beginning of the game, and he was being um, bombarded by that counter pressure, right? And that physicality that LAFC is known for. And towards the second half of the game, it, it became adamant that Ariaga was the one that was getting the balls and trying to distribute. And, and unfortunately, you know, out of the two, Ariaga is the one that has more offense and more more ability to go forward, if, as we have seen in, in, in previous games. And Rosales is still trying to figure out his game. He had some, some missed passes and he had some plays where he got dispossessed and that's part of the game. And I think this is a tough game to play. Uh, specifically in LA, but but yeah, he became absorbed by everything else that was going on. That it became a, a non-issue at one point. Yeah, Rosales largely didn't factor in in terms of what what I was watching, and I, I still don't have a sense of. Um, it sounds like I, I think Rodrigo, you've got more of a sense of how you think he plays. I'm not sure I have that yet, um, but. You know, he is certainly he had two tackles and four interceptions in this game and and certainly was playing a little bit deeper there. I think what I like from Ariaga is that he he moves forward a lot, um, but he does a good job with the press and does some defensive work and then he gets the ball and he's got really great long passes. Um, and so maybe that's why I notice him a bit more because I, there's just a lot more action going there. He, he gets more touches on the ball. Um I, I did notice one thing that um, if you look at the the numbers of touches for for the players, who who do you think had the most touches in this game? Who are we sending things through? Previously, it would be Roman Metnier or Ozzy Alonso, right? In previous years, in this Was year, it Debussy? No, it's Kamar Lawrence, which kind of makes sense, right? We were moving down the left a lot, so Bongi got the ball. Um, Bongi was more of the Attack right. Bongi had forty touches to Abu Dinladi's twenty-five. Um, anyway, I just find that you know, and, and uh, Reynoso only had sixty-one touches. So there you go. In terms of, uh, it's. Do you think that's Heath shifting the responsibility, like knowing that you need to have at least one wing that you're going to primarily attack down? Um, that that's a little bit more dynamic, and Kamar Lawrence can be that, and Bongi can be that. Like, yeah, I think it's for sure. I think that I think that you know, with Roman, it's it's he's so talented and he can move the ball so well um, that 
we that's why we end up going to the right and we have not been able to do that hence why robin lud has been not so effective on the right and being kind of uh kind of isolated so now we're sh- shifting to kamar who is a very talented fullback so we're going now through the left and that means uh bongi is, is succeeding What's weird is that that is not translating to Fra- Franco Fragapane succeeding. And I, I don't have a explanation for that. Um, I've got weird, like vague um, intuitions about it. Of, of I think that Frank kind of works better when the ball is kind of passed him quickly and he can act more as kind of a... He comes in and acts like a little second striker next to Reynoso or I don't know, but I, I don't have a real hypothesis other than just vague things brewing through my brain. Um, so anything else on the midfield in Rosales and Ariaga? Uh, Cause I want to talk about Dane St. Clair had a superb game. Um, I don't have anything to say about it other than he just pulled some rabbits out of his, uh, out of a hat. Cool. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he he had a couple of amazing saves. The corner kick, where it got was it recycled back in and it was volleyed, like, you know, he there's yeah. nothing he's gonna be able to do about that. And then uh, the other one was uh, there were a couple of there were a couple of moments that could have been goals, like the the weird ass deflection that ended up going off the post, like, yeah, you know, it's just, yeah, he had a great game. He's just he's. He's proving his worth. Um, the the changes that we did made make brought in Luis Amaria and Frank Payne. They were useless. Um, Frank Payne in particular, but um, but you can see the difference between the the things that Robin Lud was able to create because we also had a or I mentioned that one at the end of the first half. He, he missed it in the forty eighth. He had a couple others where he really just created something and. Um, and that's what you need when you're when you're spending so much time pressing and being defensive. Uh, and and then yeah, Luis and and Frank are just like not holding the their own water, carrying their own weight. However, we say that. And um, and and I don't know what we do going forward from this because the the first sixty minutes with Bongi there and and even with Dunlady who wasn't doing that much, we we looked good and. That seems to be our best option. We need to figure out what to put in Dunladi's spot, but that that's the that's the lineup I would go with this week, right? No. Why? I wouldn't. Why? You were wrong because, about it before. So tell me why. No, I, would, I was actually, down. when I saw that lineup come out, I was like, oh my gosh, this is proof that Adrian Heath listens and he actually he yeah. actually cares what Wes thinks. Yep. This is exactly like when I saw and, the entire lineup. And I was guess like, this what? Is exactly guess what? what? We were about. right. The first sixty minutes with that lineup was awesome, and then the subs happened, and then it was no longer awesome. Yeah, but like it does. Like I said, it doesn't matter how awesome your sixty minutes are if you have no plan for the final thirty minutes to close it out because you're just going to give up late goals and lose. And yep. they didn't have a plan to close it out, so I don't think it's a viable option just because it's not sustainable. It's, hold on, hold on. But previously, last week, our argument was. You think that these guys were great and they changed the game. They won the game for 30 minutes. So you're mm-hmm. saying, so the problem that you're locating is the people are just too good. Like the people no, who it's... I want to start are too good. They only can be used later and you need to use the worst people for longer. You need to give the players who are not playing well 60 minutes and the players who are playing well 30 minutes. Am I am I reading you correctly? No, it's I, I'm saying is that... It's not sustainable. You can't just run players into the ground and then have nothing to go with. Like they can't sustain that for third for ninety minutes. Like I, I think Bongi can. Bongi can sustain that for seven hours straight. And also, and, I don't and not like, even have to like call a doctor. He's like staying in the bedroom. He yeah, can exactly. Absolutely do that. And also, I don't think it works. You talked about finding someone to take Abu's spot. I don't think that strategy works without Abu in there because you can't just have speed on one side, bombing, 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 and not having something on the other side. Put Nico Hansen thing. over there. Nico Hansen is garbage. Did you see him put in, in put in, two? Put in, bring oh up God. Justin McMaster. That's what I'm saying. If you're going to bring in someone, you bring in one of the younger guys that actually has the legs and, and the willpower to be able to do that kind of stuff. Like, I, I, if you if you are going to go with the option, if you're going to go with that, we're going to press, is because you want to get an early result. That's why you're doing it. 
And this team, the even though we as much as as much as we like what we see out of it in this game, they they went for for a full half and weren't able to 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 provide a result. Now you've put all your eggs in one basket, trying to create a result or trying to slow the other team. And now you bring in now you don't have options for players that are like for like substitution for that matter, right? And you bring in a, a Fragapane that, that can't get service from the left. So then he doesn't track back. He doesn't know what to do with the ball. Amaria tries too much. And his first touch is always goes somewhere else, right? And so they're not used to be playing in, into that type of position. Then you should bring in midfielders that are willing to do that kind of work. Okay, so right? we can and, start with the lineup that I like and then change position when it starts to run out of energy. Right. But cool. the thing is, we don't have that. We can't do it. I, I don't. So tell me, tell me then. But you, Mark and Rodrigo, you guys have a vision. Give me your vision of what. Or, or Corey, do you need to? All right. No, so no, someone I, jump I, in. I would like to hear the vision. Your point is, yeah. Zoom. The problem is it, it uh, jumbles. Who? So you're pointing in a direction of that. I don't know. You're pointing off the screen. So, um, so <laughs> tell, give, me, give me the vision the here because I don't understand uh, it's it. Parks and Recreation, I, but yeah. oh, sorry. Um, I mean, my vision is I don't think there's anything wrong with having the starters that we do and playing a more um, possession-based like kind of flow to the early part of the match. You want to do the, that against LAFC? I, I mean, if, or what? G- have zero legs left in the last 30 minutes and give up two goals in the last 10 minutes? Like, yeah, well, yeah like, I mean... Look, we would have lost seven to nothing if we started that's, with Luis that's, Amaria. That's, that's kind of my point. And, I and, think if we would have if we would have started with Frank on the left and Amaria up top, Lud on the right, I think we w- would have given up a goal in the first fifteen minutes. We give up two or three goals in the first. You're half. saying that the team that that gave up the two goals and then gave up thirty shots, there was like an expected goals in the last thirty minutes when those that and it was like expected goals of like twenty eight. And you're saying that that team is what we should have gone with the whole time? Yes, it's different just because when you brought those guys in to play a more possession-based game, you did it when the back line was completely gassed. So you're just setting yourself up to fail. Like, you already had the fullbacks running up and down. The fullbacks looked really tired at the end of the match. Like, our midfielder, Rosales, and uh, was looked tired at the end of the match. Like, you didn't have that ability to actually play possession because you were tired. But if you do it early in the match, you have the legs to do it. And then you can bring in the guys who can run at the tired legs. It's just- Rodrigo, do you do you support this? Because I, I need to know if if we should all just gang up and say how wrong this is or if if I if you if he has a partner in this. I mean I, I, I don't know. I mean I, I thought you were anti four four two and anti four five one for I don't know what past two years. I don't know how long I've been on this podcast and we talked about what it'd be like to have extra forwards as a, I was like, I think um, when it came to this game specifically, there are going to be teams that you're going to want to try to slow them down. And like I said at the beginning, the best way to doing that is by pressing them, right? You slow down their offense, specifically someone like like the, the, the AFC. I mean, to me, Vela was a non-factor on this game. And when was the last time you were to say that Vela was a non-factor uh, in a game's playing against, against Minnesota? I think, I think, like I've said, we said Palacios, their fullback and their midfielder Sanchez were really the two players that got everything else going. And then Acosta, I think because we were able to contain them for so long, we 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 gave ourselves a chance to be able to create those create opportunities and dangerous ones. And we've talked about it. The one in the 48th minute, there was the one that that Lude shot. Uh, there's a couple other opportunities that we could have that could have developed into something else. Um, but but we just weren't able to to finish. It seems just to be that that one thing is that we can't do that. And then when you when you do that, your option B becomes be, becomes obsolete because you have no these other players that you bring in don't have the mindset or the instructions or the habit to be able to so, to fulfill their roles. Like if you're going to do that, we talked about how like we have depth and we have talent on this team. But if we're going to be able to get the next level in the playoffs or get level in this team, is you need to be able to have like-for-like substitution. So if you start with a bongi and a Danlari with the speed in the back, at the 60th minute when people are getting tired, you should be able to have players that can come in and kind of play the same type of style or similar so that way you can keep on containing that thing. But we don't. We currently, at this point, we don't. And and do we have, our, do we have players like that and those loons? Maybe. 
right? But I, I think this would have been a game for, to bring a, a, a Dosloon player or maybe give Onu a, a try on that wing because he's he likes playing behind the, the, the forwards and he's played midfield. He's originally a midfielder turned into a forward. So that might have worked better, but we wouldn't know. I mean, I applaud, I applaud um, Heath for trying. Because this is this is the experiment that we all wanted to see, right? We wanted to see if we can hold this and how long can we can sustain it, just like Mark pointed out, right? But it's obviously that we can't sustain it more than 50 minutes. And if we are going to use it, we have to be able to produce between that first 45 minutes in order to 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 move on and to be successful. That's certainly it. Um, I, I will point out that you d- you did not answer the question of of providing a, a distinct. Uh, vision of what you would have rather seen there, um, but we'll oh, a four four two with uh, Unu and Amaria up top to start. Yes, that would have re- we would have really finished our chances. No, and then, then a wholesale switch, and then a switch in like the fifty fifth, sixtieth minute, and bring in Donati and um, uh, Bongi. I I would have put I would have put I, I, I would have put um, you, uh, Amaria and and uh, Lute up top if you play in a four four two, and then put Unu on the wing. You guys are mystifying me. I like. I, I honestly cannot believe that. Like, the the proposal is we'll use the bad players more than the good players. But I've made my point, and I've made fun of you. Look, this is how this many is, good players do we have? Yeah, it, I mean, here's the 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 mark you you mentioned it. Like, we always ask for. Tactics. We always ask for a game plan. We always ask for that stuff. Heath came out and did it, and it was working. And I think the game plan was just like what Rodrigo said: put Chaos Agent Bongi on the left, and you have Don Lottie on the right. You have Lud up top. It's what works. It's what's been scoring goals in the last couple of matches. You press. You press. You press. You keep the ball away from. The other team, which is the best way that you're gonna that that's why Vela was out of the match for most of the game. So you 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 press and you try to create chances, and we should have created more chances. We should we did create some chances, and we should have put away some goals. We didn't, and that's where it failed. And that's the the risk that you take. We sometimes ask Heath to be risky and try this stuff, and now he's he tried it. Because it was working, there was proof. There's enough data points over the last couple of matches that it works. But we didn't put away the goals like we had in the last two games because we were facing a um, a fully fit um, uh, defense. You know, who we're not we're not playing against a defense who's totally gassed. The issue is when you're bringing in a Fragapane and an Amaria the 65th minute, and then you see a drop-off in all of our stats and all of our chances, and Fragapane is cutting in, trying to combine with Reynoso, leaving the wing open, but Kamar Lawrence can't get fo- uh, forward enough. That's where it all breaks down again. And, like, I don't think that the answer is some hybrid combination of them. I would, I would like to see this again. The only thing that I would like to see slightly different is... Trap being paired with Ariaga, which I think will help uh, with chance creation. I think it'll allow Reynoso to come a little bit deeper. Um, and I would like to see an option for somebody else other than Don Lottie on the right. I would like to see a McMaster come out there. I don't think he can start, so I don't know if that throws a, a, a wrinkle into this. But um, I, I, at this point, you know at this what? point, no. I don't want to see do the do the do the same lineup, but throw Will Trap in there. That's my vision. Go. Yeah, I. I don't want to see um frank frank Payne get on the pitch as as a sub the next time I, i just i think he's been total garbage and i would rather see nico hansen get a shot like would you would know. you rather see uh fragapane come in for right now so um no no i just i just frank fragapane i don't want to see him play until he can suddenly be good because he's just been I mean, really do, bad do you think frank Payne is better than um what's his name um the guy you just mentioned Nico Hansen, McMaster, yeah. Nico Hansen, no, Nico Hansen. I think he's more talented than than them, but he's been he's been garbage this season, and so you have to 
you have to at least throw Nico Hansen out there. You know, Nico wasn't good in the one MN UFC two game I saw, but man, he's on your lineup. You throw him out there. He's had good games for us. And and if he's your only other attacking option on that on the bench, um, then then do that. You could have also seen um, fresher legs come in if Kamar Lawrence wasn't fit. You could have seen fresher legs come in and put Chase Gasper out there to finish out the game. Right? If 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 that was the problem, I, I don't think, I think you can move Bongi to the right. Um, I think you could have uh, maybe just done the change and put Luis Maria up top and, and keep Bongi out there. But I don't, I don't see Frank Payne adding anything to this team right now. And Luis Maria, you know, I don't know. Unu, I'd rather see because Luis is not doing it. And I, I think that you can only give these guys so many chances right. and you have to at least go to the rest of your team because they're just not producing even as subs they're not producing so that's my frustration with them you know I, and i would you you can move bongi around the pitch you could move ray out to the right you could put a third midfielder they could have brought in jacory hayes um bruce mcguire would have been very mad but you know <laughs> that's what what is adrian heath there to do if not make Bruce right. I mean, I mean, and the thing is that he he tried, right? And we we like I said, he tried to see what we were going to be able to do if it was sustainable, right? And and we could sustain it for a determined amount, but we don't have a a, a plan B like our like our plan B, right? Like we don't have like for like substitution that's willing to continue doing that, right? And and you know, it's 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 good to know that what you, what you do have and what you don't have, and I think this could work against other teams, but I think when you have a team that's both strong in the midfield and, and is really good at counter-pressing, it's, it's just, it's just, uh, it just makes it extremely difficult to sustain for more than one half. Yeah. And in well, the end, LAFC are a better team. Yeah, they're, they're a much better team, and it's so. like, if we, right. if we had been productive, you know, I think the changes wouldn't have been on Maria Fragapon. I think it would have been, you would have brought in a Kalman and have put in a five-man back line, and slotted in Jacory Hayes and done a five-four-one yeah. or some or four-five-one yeah. or something like that, and just you know a low block and stop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Palacios is playing lights out this this season, so I would have loved to to have a fullback like that. But yeah, woulda, coulda, shoulda. All right, let's take a break. We will come back and uh, finish off the pod. Let's finish off this podcast. We've got a little preview here. This Saturday, Cincinnati. When what was the big score? Did we beat them seven to one? Was that it? Yeah, yeah. Cincinnati is back, May seventh, uh, this Saturday. Um, it's good to have another uh, home game in here. We've got uh, two home games right in a row because then May eleventh we've got the uh, Open Cup game. You're gonna miss this game, Corey. Uh, so no, I know it's. I'm gonna miss another Harrison Heath red card. Yep. Right. So do you think Harrison's gonna play in the Open Cup? Like they're gonna sign him to be yeah. our new right winger? Yep. Let's bring him out. There. He's like I scouted myself. <laughs> I believe they're called Tories in England. Uh, Corey. <laughs> uh, you'll you'll discover that. Uh, so Cincinnati are 11th in the East. They uh, their last five games are. Um, they beat Toronto, well, win, loss, draw, loss, loss. So they're killing it. Um, I, I, I fully expect this to be like Unu gets a hat trick. Uh, when really? He, when he comes. You think so? Uh, I don't know. No, but Bongi better score, man. I'm no, go yeah, if Bongi doesn't score in this game, it's going to be sad. But I also think Lucho Acosta is... It's no joke either. So he is, He's no joke. We take him it's seriously. It's going to be great when he tries to climb up Michael Boxel. Yeah, him and Ariaga are just master blaster. Mount Rushmore. Um, All right, let's take some uh, Twitter questions. Uh, We've got this from Christian Fitchett, who says, "In honor of Rodrigo's birthday last week, is it possible for him to answer all this week's submitted questions in haiku format?" Oh my god! So where is Chacon? This comes from uh, John Rojas. Uh, Did you see my reply on this? No, I didn't. I told him he was Uh, mean, but he was mean. But I don't know why, because. I think he's Colombian, right? I mean, John, I, I forget. He did when he came to town. He's a he's a media guy. When he came to town once, we got a drink at Blackheart, and he's a really oh. nice dude. But well, next time, next time, introduce me if you get the chance to. But anyways, Chacon is Chacon is uh, working working 
with iron petting dog drinking mate. I didn't count at all. I just thought no, no, I'd do it. Don't worry. It's all right. But, <laughs> but, you, but, you, but you said it right. with in, uh, intense syllables. So that's the yep. main thing. Mm-hmm. MN Hick says, I hate to say it, but MN, um, MN Hick is also the one who always chides me for using um, uh, fake Hick voices on this podcast every once in a while. So, so let me. Let Wait, me you've re- used Hick voices on this podcast? I, I think one time, yeah. when remember when we were making fun of. Um, being at Crystal some Lake tru- uh, um, no, being no, at a no, truck no. stop was... in Iowa. Your story, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then I, yeah, I did right, the whole, right, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Anyway, so I'll read his question in a, in this accent. I hate to say it, but we. <laughs> I hate to say it, but we should not be starting Bongi, but have an appointment to get him in at the hour mark every game. I told him that was not a question. That was a anti Bonganista uh, sentiment with a question mark. Uh, oh wait. Bongi was awesome. I do not get you people. Bongi no, or death. I think Bongi is, is great. He, he he's, he's got his talent. Specifically, we I don't know how many times in this podcast we've asked to have uh, people dribble at defenders in the box, and he's willing to do that. He may not be successful, but he still has about talent. But he's Lud willing does to that move too. The by line. the way, Lud has got a, got a little bit of Kool Aid Man deep yep. in his heart. Mm-hmm. So so I mean, I'm all for that. I like that. But but. Can you tell us more about these Bonganistas shirts that you're going to get printed out? Yeah, so I had um, Sheikh Shrampedi, um, uh, te- like verify the Google Translate I did of Bongi or Death. I'm going to get the Red Loons to, to print it. I do not want to handle any printing of anything, and so I want to make these T-shirts. It's this um, the image I of this fist I found in like art store. I found this image of uh, like this. Um, uh, propaganda post, not propaganda poster. This um, revolutionary poster, and uh, and so I, I've adapted it. So I've got to finish making the actual shirt. But Bongi or Death, man, I don't know how to say it in Zulu, but I at least have the right text. Um, and uh, Zulu is the, I think, in the ESPN article it says Easy Zulu, but I will not claim any knowledge or expertise of uh, languages of South Africa. So. Andy Davies says, is it my personal bias or is Abu worse than when he left Minnesota in 2020? He's a bigger defensive liability and he seems to have lost his speed without adding the better positioning due to experience. Most players learn. I thought Abu was was pretty good the game before this. Um, I don't know, though. I I don't think he's that great. I'm. I, th- I find it odd he's getting a lot of time. You know, if we talk about like Nico Hansen, who is not been spectacular when we've seen him but he's had some pretty decent chances i don't know i mean abu he's a six-year mls veteran like at this point you know what you're gonna get out of him like he might overperform the mean he might underperform the mean but you pretty much know what you're gonna get from him and that's exactly what we're getting from him and sometimes he does better sometimes he does worse but i guess the question is kind of why would you want that then that's a great question (laughs) i didn't okay um, Matt Legas says, uh, would it be okay starting Bongi with Amadia Reynoso and Lud? I mean, Bongi tends to get passes to work in the box. Would it be, would like to see what happens when a ball is passed to Luis in that place? Um, <laughs> question two, did Frank Payne have his enthusiasm and energy removed from his body in the off season? Um, yeah, I don't no, know. I, th- I think, I think when, when Fragapane got that, badass grill that he posted on instagram uh he had to trade in like 30 percent of his attacking ability to get it it's like when you're That's in a the video devil game. said the devil the he, he met the devil at the crossroads um yeah near lake crystal pepsi minnesota so, and and uh the devil was, was like but who was playing the golden fiddle though wouldn't the devil be playing the golden fiddle that's right but he yeah. maybe the devil had the grill though. That's yeah, well, yeah, and so and so yes. So the the devil was grilling at the um, golden grill, and yep. then Frank Payne was like, "That's a really great grill," and he said, "Well, you can have it, but mm-hmm. there's a price, and it's being yep. being good at soccer." Mm-hmm. This feels like the Pixar movie that n- never made it past the first round of sketchboard. I don't know. We could we could workshop it here. We can find something for it. Um. Yeah. So, do you agree, though? Do you think Bongi should start with those other three? I think so. I think that that is. I, a, I think I, I'd like to see it. I mean, yeah, no, I like to see it. Here, here's the thing, though. The reason we're not getting. Oh, actually, here's what I would like to see. I would like to see Lud underneath Amaria or Unu, 
And I want to see Reynoso playing out on the right and and trying to move us out there. Because here's the problem. Lud is not working there because of... O'Neal Fisher, I think, is a pretty decent defensive fullback. He's not... He's nothing like Metonier. And and not being able to move uh, someone so far up the pitch where you can get those deep crosses in or cutbacks then doesn't spring Lude in the same way. That's the, the problem there. We need to fix it. Someone smarter than me can fix that. But at least I can recognize the problem there. Is so, that the problem on the left too with Fragapane then? He has no one else to unlock him? Like, you know? I don't know, but like Kamar Lawrence isn't that different from, from a Chase Gasper. It's right, not like... But- but to have both of them, you know, but it, but it took Chase and Fraga, I don't know how many games, Corey, what, six? Something like that. But but I think the, the, the bigger thing with Fragapane is he's cutting in a lot more. And maybe it's just the eye test and there's no, there's no data to back this up. But it feels like he's cutting in, cutting in more to centrally and cutting in earlier, deeper in the, the midfield. And he's creating this space that maybe, and maybe this is your point, Rodrigo, that Chase would have filled with some overlapping runs. Um, well, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Here's just, here's, a, here's a question for Mark because he might agree or disagree with me. But but do I, do you think that Fragapan is doing that because he's he's trying to overcompensate the fact that he's not getting the ball where he wants it, and so he's taking over someone else's space when he shouldn't be because he's not getting the service that he wants. I have no idea. What Also, what was his injury that he was out with, too? Because he also hasn't seemed like he's been 100% coming back from that injury, he's, too. He's always got, like, a hammy thing. It's one of those so, two. Yeah, I don't know. He got I, I don't gout. Know what he got gout from uh, from the grip. <laughs> it was the... It was, like it was the, from the mate. Yeah. It was the, the same bombilla that Reynoso got, got... Didn't Reynoso get COVID? Oh, well, he was in COVID protocol for one time. I forget. Yeah, it, it was them passing the, the bombilla from the mate. That's, That's just too much meat from the grill, man. You gotta, you gotta mm-hmm. throw in some veggies, bud. It's like when on the injury list, it's just asado. Yeah. God, I would love to be in the injury list. Me and Corey would be like, let's make some asado. Yeah, well, oh you God. can trade that. You, you just the the devil will ask for something. Like Corey yeah, won't be I'll able to. I'll give them my grill. I'll Corey give them won't my be grill. able to hear freak like tonal differences anymore. Honestly, right? sometimes that would be just a joy. Yeah, yeah, yep. Just be a simple man with a grill. <laughs> That's what Guy Fieri does. <laughs> hey, man, he's happy. Hair. The devil gave him that deal, and he's, he's he happy. Is, he is deal. living moss. Yep. All right, comrades, let's live moss together, uh, and uh, we will see you all next week. Corey, we won't see you. Have a wonderful time in Ingerland. Take some Thank photos you. for us. I hope that we'll Spurs do. kick Liverpool's ass. They mm. won't. They won't, but, like, I hope they do. They yeah. won't. But um, you get to see... Uh, Hunmin son in person. So literally, that is the only person on Spurs that I'm excited to see. Like he is a joy, and I just feel like he will always have like a little ray of sunshine. Yep, bring over times. him. Yep, our child. Everyone else, we will see you soon at the Black Heart, and uh, you're beautiful, you're sexy, and everyone loves you. Yeah.